Welcome back to the Stark Wars podcast. We are recapping episode five of Loki in full spoiler detail. So if you haven't seen it, run away, go get out of here, go watch it, come back and come listen to us. And I'm Tommy. And let me tell you, I had to get rid of Michael. He was, he was just bugging me about this episode. I had to prune him. I had to, I had to prune him. He's in the void now. And I brought in my good friend, my co-host on the Ned's Declassified podcast, Jalen Jones. Jalen, how are you? I'm good. You know, I have not podcasted in a hot minute, but I am happy to to take the the place of the now pruned O'Rear. Yeah, he's he's gone. We don't have to worry about him unless he finds a way to get out of the void. Right. He could. He could. He could have taken notes based on this episode. Yeah, I should have done it before the episode. Mm. Missed opportunity. Yeah. Speaking of Loki, though, like, what is your, what have you been thinking? We haven't, we haven't talked to you since Winter Soldier. What's your, what's your vibe on what they're, they're serving? I'm gonna be honest, Loki is probably like of the three, my least favorite. And I, I can't put my finger on why, but I, I am happy to have her in my life, you know, just as, as, as a little mini series, we do stand. Sylvie, but she she's not doing what I needed her to do. She's not the full serve that I wanted her to be. So I'm interested to see what they do in this last episode. Yeah, I think everyone had such different views of what the show could be. Like, I, I think for me, I pictured like time cops, right? And I think everyone had different feelings. And what the show does well is like these character moments, these characters interacting, but then the story is kind of all over the place. Yeah. Like, I feel like WandaVision gave us something that was like so smart and fresh and different. And I felt like every episode I was like, oh my God, what's happening now? Let me try and pay attention to every single detail to piece this together. And we just got these like beautiful moments. And then like um, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, you also got like such interesting even though it had, you know, some questionable plot choices and several potential villains, you still had these like really interesting social commentary moments. And then Lo- you've got Loki who's serving Lord only knows. Yeah, I think with the other two, they knew what their themes were going to be. I mean, WandaVision really pushed the whole dealing with loss and dealing with mm. how do you move past loss and I think with this show, it's kind of pushing self-love. It's pushing being the hero of your own story, even if maybe you're not the hero of the story, like that kind of realization. Yeah. But it's like not, I don't know if I want it to hit it more. I am liking Loki. Like I, I am enjoying the time. And I think that's, again, like I said, the actor is the, the, the cast is killing it. I love Owen Wilson as Mo- Mobius. And I, I love, obviously Tom Hiddleston as Loki, but there is, I I get what you're saying when you say there's something missing. Yeah. It's not a bad watch by any means, but when it it had big shoes to fill and it just like quite isn't on the same level for me. I think some of the problems that we saw with Captain America and Winter Soldier are sort of like exacerbated in Loki where you're like, what? what is happening? I am in favor of all of these characters in all of these moments and the acting's done really well, but where are we going? What are we doing? Yeah. And I'm hoping it will all come together in the last episode. I will say, I think this episode for me was my favorite. I loved what they were doing. I think also because I'm a comic book fan, there was ton of comic book references. We'll get into it. And just like, it felt comic booky the whole variants all the loki showing up it, it was a fun episode still with its seriousness but uh it was whack i mean listen we got an alligator loki if you want to replace me with an alligator tommy i'm good like alligator loki is, is so your speed tommy but yeah you know how i get down so like my favorite part of the episode was definitely all of the visual effects like they really said we are going to spend the money this week we are putting in the vfx budget get us the cgi get us the smoke we need it all 
yeah, let's just build an entire city <laughs> with visual effects. Yeah, it was insane. Like I was watching so many of those scenes. And the thing, there's two things that I love about like insane visual effects like that. One is like the amount of talent that it takes to create something like that digitally. But also from an acting perspective, they're just like, okay, stand in front of this green screen and just sell it. So the yeah. amount of tat, like the acting chops that it takes to be like, okay, none of this is actually around me. And I don't know what this is going to look like until I see it in post, but let's go. Yeah. That is the wild part about it. It's like, we're singing, we're like, this is so cool. But you got to imagine like these actors had to actually, and they do a good job of like looking surprised and all this other stuff. I mean, I guess that's the point, right? They're actors, but it is, I don't know if I could do it. If I could pretend there's a freaking alligator on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and like talk to the alligator. Yeah. Marvel, if you ever cast me in something, I want you to bring a real alligator in for me to act off of. So I don't know if you've seen the behind the scenes footage of Twilight. <laughs> Definitely, they were like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Instead of just having them talk to, to space and air and pretend to be wolves, we're going to put them in little oh, wolves. Yes. yes, 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 yes. I always love seeing like the what they pretend to be the things like um even with this one like the alligator that they use is just this like blue like stuffed animal type thing that they like threw on the ground so like it's i saw some <laughs> uh, some photos of that but yeah let's let's dive into this episode and go join the void and, and we'll start off talking about where we start alive and the void in general general what did you think of alive this giant smoke monster i would be freaking terrified if i thought i had died and woke up to that instead like that scene of loki being like is this hell that would have been me that would have been me yeah it's it'd like be one thing if you could like you knew how to avoid a life i guess you got to like whisper and stuff but it's like this thing just shows up whenever it wants to wherever it wants to right and to not have the context like loki was fortunate in that all the other loki's showed up but if you were to just show up and be like okay i wouldn't be like i need to be quiet to avoid the smoke monster yeah no i mean that's the thing like that's probably why most of them go but it is like wild and like i will say too what's fun about this is like this episode and what Loki kind of has given me is like definitely vibes of like Doctor Who. And then also this episode was tons of references I felt to like Lost. You got the smoke monster. <laughs> you have uh, you have down, like down the hatch, literally going down the hatch to their bunker. Like there was definitely elements of that in there. And like, that's fun. Like I, I like that they put those kind of elements into this show. Yeah, I've never seen Lost. I, I have never watched a single episode, but everyone says it's incredible. Yeah, well, when you watch it, forget I said any of this stuff, and then you'll... <laughs> I knew there was something with smoke, but I will likely forget it again. Perfect. Yeah, and I, I think what's cool about Elioth, and like something people will jump on, is Elioth is very connected to a character named King the Conqueror, who we've been talking about as someone that people are really trying to get into this show they, it's the same as like Melfisto and WandaVision people are like no King's <laughs> definitely showing up and like I will say I he told me I have to defend him Michael is on that team Michael believes King is showing up he thinks it's it's there's too many clues so Elioth in the comic is like basically the only thing that kind of scares King it's like essentially like King somehow releases Elioth and to the world and then like king and, and ravana come to the avengers and are like hey we need help with this problem now like we can't defeat this thing on our own <laughs> please send help yeah yeah <laughs> help please <laughs> uh, and that's kind of why people are now like there has been too many things time and time again that points to king okay i say this as someone who has just now heard of king conqueror in this moment we cannot act like Marvel has not done this to us before. Like we have not been played before. Like we have not been deceived before. Like they have not left breadcrumb after breadcrumb after breadcrumb to say, psych, gotcha. That's how we get Ralph Boner. Great. <laughs> I will not get boned again. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> Fool me That's once, shame on you. Yeah. That's where I'm at where it's like, and we can get, we'll get into it more at the end. 
I have a theory of who I think the, the big bad is. To me, with if it's King, I will be hopefully happily surprised. But I'm not putting all my eggs in that basket at this point. I just can't be hurt again. Right. Right. And like, again, as someone new to the game, I think it's also like Marvel has an interesting job of sort of balancing the diehard, like the needs of the diehard fans that know the comics really well with the people that are just being introduced to some of these characters and some of these storylines. And so how do you sort of manage the people that are watching and going, oh, this absolutely must be King the Conqueror with the people who are like, I have no context for these Easter eggs to know where this is going. Yeah, how do you handle a problem like the Marvel fans? And that's the thing too, is like, I actually think Marvel does a good job with that. Like I remember, like even like Endgame, even the movies, like I brought my, I brought my aunt to Infinity Wars, having never seen any Marvel movies. And she walked away being like, yes, there's things I was confused by, but overall I got what the plot was yes. trying to do for me. And I think that's what they do well. Like they do throw in those things. The problem is then the fans, like fans do, they run with things. Literally when they mentioned horns and the devil in the first episode, people were like, Mephisto again. It's Mephisto again, guys. <laughs> so I think we need to put a break on I do think there's more evidence of Kang than there was with Malfisto with WandaVision. But that being said, he is showing up. Like we do know he's coming. I don't know if they're going to introduce him here, maybe in a post-credit scene. Who knows? Who knows? They're tricky like that, that Marvel. <laughs> that Marvel, they're tricky like that. What's behind that door? Another door. <laughs> What's behind that door? Marvel, Marvel, you got it. Marvel's behind that door. <laughs> It's a reference that maybe some people will get. If you get it, I'll send you cookies. Yeah, I'll double that. I will also send you cookies. <laughs> the other thing I want to talk about in this first part is just the void in general. This was cool. It was just like an awesome wasteland. And I'm so glad that they took advantage of this world that they can kind of throw anything in and be like, well, they're just variants. It doesn't matter what we throw here. Yeah, I thought it was a really interesting space. And like I, I one, was made the rookie mistake and missed the mid-credit, but went back and watched it. So I was excited to see that, but was not expecting it. So then when it, the void came, I was like, oh, oh, what is this new adventure we are on? Yeah, and like for me, it's like I, I geeked out. It was cool. Like first of all, just seeing the Lokis we meet, which are boastful Loki, classic Loki, alligator Loki, and kid Loki. All of them were fun. All of them felt fully developed in like the time we had with them. It was cool. Yeah, I am a big fan of of kid Loki, <laughs> especially when he's like, well, "What was your Nexus event?" He's like, "I killed Thor." <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, listen, you can be king then. You killed Thor. <laughs> you know, we were thinking about putting Alligator Loki in charge, but now, now it's you. It's you, kid. And like, if I am any of the other adult Lokis, I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I, <laughs> that is no small feat. Yep. And that's the thing. Like, they were great. And in just the world in, in general, the setting, there, just to name a couple of the Easter eggs we see, we see Avengers Tower, but it's not Avengers Tower anymore. It's now Queen Enterprises, which is in the comics, is a place that Stark Ooh. sells it to. Yes. That's so, fun. Like so many, there was, um, you see Yellow, uh, Yellow Jacket, right? From the Ant-Man villain. You see Yellow Jacket's giant head, giant helmet. That's cool. It's just sitting there somewhere. My favorite, my two favorites, I'll mention these and we, we'll move on to the next highlight, is at one point, when they, I think when they start going down the hatch, you can see Thanos' helicopter. You see Thanos' copter. <laughs> In the comics, Thanos gets a helicopter. And basically, it kind of ends where he gets arrested by the police because they're like, you don't have a helicopter license. You man. What? It's the most wild, absurd thing. And everyone's always made jokes about it. And the fact that they put it into this void is my favorite thing. Oh, see, uh, my favorite, and like, I miss lots of these because obviously I, I don't read the comics, but Tiny Thor and that mason jar, I just have so many questions. It's Throg. They brought in Throg. 
It is Thor as a frog who's in this tiny little jar trying to reach for his hammer. I loved it. It, it was wild. Yeah, no, Throg is is a fan favorite for sure. And like, yeah, Tiny Thor, he's just stuck in there. Who put him in there? Then they buried him. Right. And you've got this like giant hammer and then teeny tiny Thor. Would you watch a whole movie of Tiny Thor? Probably. Yeah, I would too. I would also like to see like seven void Thors. I feel like that would be really interesting as well. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, I wish we would have saw more variants of other people, but I do like the thought that, like, like they say at one point, Loki survived, that's what we do. Yes. I like that it's basically just Lokis that live on this, in the void. Yes. That brings us to another Loki who's going to go join, but don't call her Loki. No. But she's going to join us, uh, is Sylvie, in her conversation with Ravana and the whole, I liked this from both of them. I also liked them having a moment to, I think what it liked, uh, both in this and the other conversation we see later with Ravana and the and Hunter is like, first of all, it's it's two women having a conversation on screen, not talking about, well, I guess Sylvie's talking about a man, but like with the other one, they're not talking about a man. They're just talking about their own stuff, their mm-hmm. own issues. It's cool that Marvel is finally opening up and like showing more storylines that right. aren't just about men. <laughs> Maybe maybe we could pass the Bechdel test every once in a while, you know? Yeah. So that was cool. And like, yeah. What did you think about this conversation? Well, see, I love Sylvie just as a character so much. Like, I think she is so smart, but also so emotionally in tune with people. And so I think that is what stands out to me for her in all of her conversations is just like her level of emotional awareness and the way she's able to kind of sort of understand how people think. And even before she enchants people, she's got this level of kind of picking up on people's vibes and being able to control situations that way. I agree with you. And I think the other thing I kind of like is like, there was, especially in the one scene in I think the second or third episode where it's like, we see her, see, we get a little more character development with her. I loved how she still kind of has like a kiddishness to her because like, as we found out, like, she really hasn't had parents. She was raised on her own. Right. And there is this like, kind of like, like almost like I deserve this. Why isn't things working out my way kind of attitude at times. And I like that. And I think that's from the act actress, just like making those choices to kind of give mm-hmm. it a little more dimension in, in the way, in the tactic she chooses to read these lines. Yeah. And I think it's subtle though. Like it's, yeah. it's definitely there, but not like I grew up without parents. I am a child. Daddy, daddy, <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> I want to go the goose now. now. Right? It's like definitely not this like dramatic, you know, immaturity, but there's just like notes of like she understands that that's part of her character. Yeah. Yeah. And like I can watch her and, and Tom Hiddleston Loki talk for hours. Like I love how they play off each other. They have such a chemistry, which I don't, I still don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> right, like this is the plot line itself. Yeah. Like again, we've asked this, I've asked this question many times. Is it incest if it's yourself? I don't know. I don't know. It's just, um, it's a, <laughs> it's a choice. It is a choice. But it's hard for me not to root for them. Like it's it's hard because the actors and the like they're doing such a good job with the material they're doing a really good job. And I think for you know for Loki Loki's character, he it's interesting to see his character develop as he is now finding himself having this emotional attachment to someone else and so i'm like "Mm, do i like this for your character development yes do i like a woman being the source of you growing as a person not necessarily but still appreciate this character development like you're growing as a person and that's something to applaud I'm worried that this is all a ruse i've still like from the beginning again we've been told don't trust loki's and like I just feel like there's going to be another shoe drop. Either she's going to end up betraying him or he's going to end up betraying her. That's my fear. Well, I mean, I think it makes sense. Like, it feels like a weird choice plot-wise to be like, and then the Lokis fell in love and lived happily ever after. 
Well, could we have that though? <laughs> Listen, if Wanda and Vision did not get their happily ever after, and if Bucky and Sarah did not get their happily ever after, so Marvel's anti happiness, Marvel's anti and himself. You're right. Marvel is anti romance. That's what we've discovered. Um, you're right because it would be it would be funny. It's like the one relationship they let live is right. the, the self one. Yeah, and I think, but but I will say they've done a good job of establishing Sylvie. Um, I think there could be another shoot. Is she enchanting? It would be a little annoying that we've now went three episodes and then we find out ah everyone's been under her enchantment. It's like we got you. JK. I mean, it would feel very like last season of How I Met Your Mother. We're like, we want to get you deeply invested in this. And then at the last second, we'll just yank it all up. I I don't even give me. Oh man, that finale <laughs> I thought was a joke. I thought we were gonna watch it and they were gonna be like, psych, this was this was a fake episode. We'll say we'll show you the finale another day. April Fools. Oh, uh, it was the worst. Anyways, uh, what are your feelings about R- Ravona? The judge, as I've been calling her. I like how they've been developing her kind of slowly, and like we're seeing a lot of characteristics from her. Yeah, and I think that it's been interesting seeing her struggle because I think I had a similar struggle as she like as a character is actively having when Sylvie first showed up you're like do I trust this woman do I like this woman yes but maybe no and so trying to see you know she's got you can tell she wants to know the truth but also this like slow unraveling of like knowing the truth also means that the reality that I thought was true I have to like disregard and like that reckoning is yeah it's tough. I think it's also interesting to me that she didn't react the way Mobius did, where Mobius is like, TVA has been lying to me. I need to take them down. She's like, no, we need a united front. Like on the surface, we need to act like everything is okay. But you can tell she's pissed. Like you can tell that she is upset and she wants to find these people and figure out what's going on because she, it's like, I picture it as like Mobius knew nothing. She knew that there is, she knew some things, but she didn't know the timekeepers were a lie, you know? And I think that's what she's, everything else she was cool with, but like she was cool with them being variants, I think it seemed like she was like not that surprised by that. But the whole timekeeper thing is really getting under her skin. And I I think that's another, we're talking about like actors making text. I think she's doing a subtle job of like showing that and not telling us how peeved she is right because it's like she she thought she was in good graces she thought she was sort of at the top and to be like i thought i was teacher's pet only to find out that i am just like the rest of these folks and also was kept out of the loop you're like well well damn what was all of this for yeah so it's like and we'll get more into that with her conversation with hunter but yeah I think she has some interesting things coming into the finale. I like the scene of like, we, neither of them want to trust each other. I don't trust either of these people. And then like, she does what we think. She was buying time for the other uh, TVA members to come and get Sylvie. And I liked Miss Minute. I liked like- I do really like Miss Minute. Like if, if we had a side character of the week for Loki, it would be Miss Minute. <laughs> bringing in some neds yeah i love miss minute i would want to miss minute but also she was kind of shady she was like buying time for for uh the tva i'm like i see you miss minute you you're not a just a unbiased robot you're you're on a side right but it was clever though like it was really clever she had me for a second yeah and i love this conversation and we see sylvie make the choice to prune and this is where like i was debating is she in love with Loki too because we we get it from Loki yes seen much from Sylvie but I mean she did and I don't even know if she did it for him though like I don't think she did I think she did it to get to the the timekeeper I I I think it was both maybe yeah because like it's obviously like there's something mutual there but it definitely feels like she's at like a four and he's at like a ten yeah yeah he's he's head over heels and and I don't I don't know. I it's hard for me. It's like my I wanna I wanna support my boy. Like I don't wanna see him get hurt. But I think he's gonna get hurt. Oh, yeah. 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 And it's like when they when they have their moment, 
I'm again, I'm still conflicted. I don't know if I'm like, yes, I like this or no, this is weird, but I don't know. I just don't know. I'm, you know, I'm putting my, my foot in the sand. I'm team. I'm team Soki. Team Soki. <laughs> That's a ship name. You heard it here first. Team Soki. <laughs> Moving on. We do get more Lokis. We end up in this bunker. I loved all of this scene. <laughs> I don't know why I wasn't expecting another, like, faction of Lokis. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's these five, that's it. I, I'm with you, too. I did not expect more Lokis to show up. But it's, like, very Loki of them to have, like, rival Loki gangs. Yes. Yeah, and, and for me, too, it, it was so perfect that all the Lokis... Of course, Loki's going to turn... Uh, the the vote for Loki, Loki is going to turn on boastful Loki. And of course, those other Lokis are going to turn on that Loki. Like, they can't work together. <laughs> like, this is a whole mess. Like, how do you even begin to try and plan with multiple versions of yourself, knowing that your, like, core personality trait is chaos and deception? Yeah, and, like, the only one we see doesn't really turn on anyone is classic Loki, who's been through it all and, like, knows that's not going to result well for them. Mm -hmm. um, I love classic Loki so much. Richard E. Grant, the fact that he can sit there in those tight pajama-type <laughs> costumes gives serious monologues. Kudos to that actor. <laughs> <laughs> I also saw young photos of him. He does look like Tom Hiddleston. Like a young Richard E. Grant looks very much like oh, Tom Hiddleston. Oh, now I want to look this up. Yeah, look it up. Uh, and Boastful Loki was great. You know, we don't see much more of him, but uh, I love his whole, like, he tells these outrageous lies and they're like, yeah, I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> also, Alligator Loki is basically just here because he ate a cat. He ate the wrong cat. <laughs> Which I'm here for, you know, sometimes it'd be like that. Sometimes you can't choose which cat you need to eat. Do I need to worry about pasta the cat? Let's hope not. I mean, if somebody tried to eat pasta, they should be pruned into the void. I, yeah, you're right. Now that I think about this for my cat, if any uh, crocodile alligator decided to eat pasta, no trial. You're, you're done for. Pruned, pruned. pruned. Oh, I did find these young photos. I see it. I do see the the young Richard E. Grant comparison. Yeah. No, he's and he he's got it. He's just like Tom Hiddleston. Uh, but yeah. So we see all this. We also get our moment where Alligator Loki bites Boat Loki's hand off, which is a classic Marvel um, homage. They've been doing. If you, if you, I didn't notice it for a while, but basically. In each phase, they tried to have one character lose a hand uh, to homage to Star Wars and Luke losing his hand in Star Wars. Fascinating. Yeah. I, I did not realize that. It's mostly the Loki Thor universe, but it's been a couple other ones where they're like, they'll take someone's hand off. And it's usually like illusions and things like that. But uh, it definitely has happened a lot in the Marvel universe. <laughs> now I'm, so I'm planning a rewatch just for funsies because it's been a minute um but i'll have to watch for that you should time it when you see black widow you should time to watch it right after civil war because i actually think it works better right in that time slot mm, and like waiting till the end interesting yeah i want to do so my first full watch through was in like chronological order but now i want to do cinematic release order but i will throw black widow in the mix yeah um, anything else about the Lokis? Anything else about this scene in the bunker? I just thought it was a fun time. <laughs> yeah. And like Loki too, like Tom Hiddleston, I think the thing about him, and like we praise him a ton, but it's like even the way he presents his body, the way he does, like everything about him conveys what you need to know about this character. Like mm -hmm. I think there's a scene later on with him and Sylvie and like he doesn't even say anything, but like his stance changes. And like it just it gives you that chemistry just from the way he like changes his body to when he's talking to her. Yes. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And uh, we see him, kid Loki, alligator Loki and classic Loki run off some cool enchantment. And we do like hear classic Loki storyline where he basically, he tricked Thanos 
into thinking he died and just basically went off and became a hermit. Which I'm about. That sounds like my storyline. You would just fake your death and then go live on, <laughs> on a beach with some pina coladas. <laughs> Bye. Really, really tired of this. Seems like a lot of work. You know, these infinity stones don't look fun. I'm just going to go. Bye. Hey, call me if you need me or don't. Don't call me at all. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah, I agree. Fun scene. Some say best of Marvel TV. Questionable, questionable. I don't, I wouldn't say all that, but she's one of the best scenes of of the series for sure. Yeah. And you can tell this, the writers like know Loki well. Like that's like that scene was like, they know what they're writing. And like we've said before, like the director worked on Rick and Morty definitely getting tons of Rick and Morty vibes. And like this scene felt very like Rick and Morty-ish. <laughs> Moving on to the next highlight, we got Mobius the pizza man. This pizza delivery car was giving me all of the Toy Story vibes. <laughs> That's the question. Is this in the Pixar universe now? Is this pizza planet truck? <laughs> this is great. We see him save Sylvie who wakes up in a bus uh, how does the pruning decide where you end up in this world? Right. Like that seems like an important factor if you've got to escape a smoke box. Yeah. We see later on like a battleship shows up and like just lands right in front of uh, the smoke monster. Like, I guess it's just wherever. Right. This, this, I would hate to, for my destiny in the void to be left up to random chance like that. Cause it's like, Ooh, maybe you will be served up for dinner or you'll be put somewhere really far away and safe. Yeah. Right next to five other Loki's cat conveniently right near some Loki's. <laughs> right, like here's some friends who might help you out. Yeah. Yeah. But luckily Sylvie had Mobius. And I did like that. We finally got a scene with Owen Wilson and Sylvie because they, they, we, I don't think they really interacted at all. No, because they kept being like, no, Mobius, you can't talk to her. Yeah. It was fun because, like, it gave me that vibe of, like, this is, this is like, the girl that Loki likes, and then this is his best friend, and now they're finally <laughs> meeting. <laughs> Calling him his best friend is a tape. <laughs> no, they're best friends. Did you see that? And <laughs> Which I do love, like, going a little ahead, like, when, they, when Mobius leaves, I love when he hugs Loki looking at Sylvie and was like, you're my favorite Loki. (laughs) (laughs) Killed me. (laughs) So maybe it's Sylvie is his best friend. Does does he even have friends at this point? I mean, I I throw the term best friend around loosely, which we'll find out when we cover Ned's (laughs) in a little bit. Uh, But yeah, I I don't know. Do you, wait, do you think Mobius doesn't have best friends or Loki doesn't have best friends? Both. Yeah, which is why they're perfect for each other. <laughs> They've just been looking for the right person, and all along, it was each other. They filled out each other's best friend applications. <laughs> Got 100%. No cheating on that one. And yeah, I, I love this thing. I love her. She figures out on accident that she can... She she basically figures out there's this other place behind the smoke monster. By She, she touches the smoke monster, and we see like the plan go through and and essentially her plan now is to enchant the monster so they can get through to the next side which i love that all of her plans are always like more refined than everybody else's yeah i also love we haven't talked about it a ton but the different magic and i love that each loki has a different style being someone that's into D &D, it feels like that where it's like some people are enchanters some people are conjurers some are illusionists like that's cool to me right and when Loki was like explaining, like, no, like these are different styles of things. They may visually look the same, but it is it is not the same. Yeah. W- which one would you want? I mean, I do think mm, that's hard. I feel like enchanting is very powerful. You can do a lot of things with that. Yeah, because you can also kind of go into their mind and like read their thoughts. That's the mm-hmm. other part of it. My thing is, like, what's the difference between conjuring and illusion? Because it seems like, can he just conjure whatever he wants? Because wouldn't that be better than illusions? Because illusion is just fake, right? It's a, you can con- it's the same thing, except for it's, it's not real. But the conjuring is, like, does it have to be something you already have or something that, like, you've seen before? I don't know. Questions that need answers. Yeah, because he just gets his blanket from, any, from nowhere. 
at some point. So, and like, if I were going to conjure a blanket, that would not be the one I conjured. Just for the record, like that did not look like a very warm or comfortable blanket. I think Sylvia agrees with you. <laughs> like, why was this the one we chose? Yeah, yeah. And in, in this highlight, we can talk about that. The, the they all meet. Uh, we get the gang all together. And I, like I said, I thought this was a fun scene of like, you can see how much Loki cares about Sylvie. She's again playing a little coy. But his whole like vibe changed when she showed up. Yeah, it was, he was, yeah. He, and he forgot about his friends. He's like, forget you guys. I'm with Sylvie <laughs> now. takes off running and they're like, what is happening? Yeah. I also loved like when he, they were like, oh, you had the same plan as us. How are you going to kill the smoke monster? And she's like, I wasn't going to why would you <laughs> she's like that was the worst plan you could ever do <laughs> just imagine him like with a sword just shoo, shoo, take that <laughs> yeah that would have been a whole different storyline <laughs> he went up and tried to stab this thing oh poor loki but yeah everyone meets they come up with a plan they're gonna go enchant the thing um and yeah i i loved the conversation, I should have put this as one of the highest, so we'll put it in here. It's like the conversation between Sylvie and Loki. It was, again, this is that chemistry. It was like they both felt like they wanted to say that they care about the other person, but they were playing coy, and then a blanket shows up. <laughs> right. Then he shares his blanket. Smooth Loki. I don't know if I'd share my blanket. He shares his blanket, but does not conjure her a new outfit. Yeah, that that was like a, a funny comment too. Like it makes me feel like she either it's setting up that she's gonna get another outfit, or like that was just the actress. I it almost felt like it was improvised by the actress of like, <laughs> hey, I want a new outfit. This sucks. <laughs> Can I wear something else? That's how you do it. If you just put it in the scene, then they have to do it, right? Right. They're like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Episode six. New villain, new outfit, new you. Can you conjure me an iced coffee, please? <laughs> that's just what they do then. They just, that's how they give their orders. Uh, if y'all going to Panda Express, can you conjure me some orange chicken with a side of chow mein, crab rangoons? Yeah, exactly. That's I, I think that's what it really was. was Sylvia was just like stating what she wanted out of character, but in character. I support it. Yeah. Like I said, beautiful scene. We get like, what they're going to do after like it, again there was just like hints of like what's what's going to happen afterwards for both of them and like because it was so ambiguous i i think either someone dies i think someone sac one of them sacrifices for the other i think i mean i'll get into the rest because that's gonna go into my end thing but <laughs> i think there's stuff going on there obviously i'm kind of with you of like i don't see them ending up happy together no it would just seem weird to be like, yes. yay, and then they did what? Like, do, do they ha have children? Yeah. I, Together as themselves? Like, what? I think if you do it, you have to have them be written off it's basically like they end up together and now we don't see them ever. Again. Right. Like, they never come back. They ride off into the sunset and they are gone forever. Yeah. But I do think there's going to be something with this plot because I, I think this is what causes the multiverse. Yes. They've already kind of shown that their nexus event, them probably kissing is going to cause this explosion of, of universes. Yes. So we'll see how that goes down. Really brings us to the last of two. We have some Hunter. I, I love this actress. She she deserves more scenes because I think the actress that plays Hunter, um, we see she's in a cell now and Ravona goes and uh, Ravana, I might be butchering that name and I apologize. She's she not a nice and, lady, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but she goes and talks to the, uh, Hunter and I liked how Hunter kind of called her out. It's like, listen, you're not trying to do anything other than help yourself. Right. Right. And like, I think Hunter's reaction to, you know, finding out that she's a variant is very similar. Like I really resonated with that to like the the anger that she felt was so like visceral and real. Like I had a whole life 
and these people took that from me. Yeah. Just ask. I, I think a lot of those people probably would, I would sign up to be part of the TV if I was given the, the, like the lowdown, like, Hey, this is what you'd be doing. You get to travel, you get to go around time. I'd, <laughs> I'd be like, sign me up today. I mean, I don't know that I personally would sign up, but yeah, like I'm sure there are people that want to be time traveling cops. Um, I do think more people would sign up if given the yes. opportunity. I think the yes. thing for me is like, it's a lying. Lying never gets you anywhere. And the fact that they're, and, and don't say like, not you, but the audience don't say like, oh, they didn't lie. They just withheld the truth. That's lying. Right. And like, to be like, okay, we just kind of casually kidnapped them from their families and friends, wiped their memories and then gave them this job. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, great scene between them. I liked Again, I, I almost want more of that. I want more people interacting that's not just like with Loki. Like I, I like that they had this scene between the two of them to establish kind of where the judge is going, where Ravona is going. She is trying to get the information that all everyone's trying to get. She talks to Miss Minute. Miss Minute seems sketched about it. She's like, What do you want? That's a lot of stuff. Right. She did that whole like this is gonna be a lot of work. It was like where your parents like are you sure you want to do that? Like, that's a lot of reading. Do you want? Um, but I also like that scene because it was a critique. So there were lots of folks that were like, well, of course, uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier can't pass the Bechdel test. It's called Captain America and the Winter Soldier. So every scene needs to feature Captain America or the Winter Soldier or be about Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Like, no, the, there's ways to advance the plot without <laughs> it just being the title character and nothing but the title character at all time. Yeah, maybe they could have established uh, Sharon Carter a little bit more instead of just like at the end be like, hey, she's the power broker. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Didn't you see it coming? We put so many hints. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, I think Loki is doing that better. Again, it can still be better. Right, like keep going, keep going. Like we, and I think it's one of the things that Marvel does really well is like building macro worlds. Is they're like, we can have an entire multiverse and we can manage all of these timelines and all of these characters and all of these sub timelines. What they don't always do as well is like the micro and just feel like here's a section of a storyline that's not always as tight but the ability to be like yeah no we have undeveloped phases and we already know how the the post-credit joke in this movie that hasn't come out and won't be out for another five years is a callback to something we did in 2005 yeah yeah and like and they do need to get better because like i mean even look at like captain marvel right a movie about a female and then they have to have nick fury co kind of be the the co-main star with her because you know it's nick fury it's 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 you know samuel jackson and i like we we can we can keep going come on marvel you got this we we don't we can switch it up every every once in a while yeah uh let's get to the i mean all of this has been meat and potatoes but let's let's get to the big Big old battle with the smoky monster. Smoky monster. Yeah. That's what we yeah. call our friend Briz. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I, I'd be out. I'm going to be honest. The minute I'm like up close, I'm out. Yeah. No, I, I am a weenie, which is why I continuously reiterate that I am not a Gryffindor. Like bravery. No, no. <laughs> Do you need help planning logistics? I will talk you through what you've got planned and maybe poke some holes in that. Your kid, Loki, you're like, hey, I'll take you here. I'm out. I'm going to leave with my my alligator. We're going to go and go. I will help you to this point. I'm going to be very upfront about my boundaries and then I'm going home. Yeah. And even Mobius was like, good luck. See you on the other side. Mobius leaves. He goes to fight the TVA and we, and we basically just have Sylvie and, and Tom Hiddleston, Loki, they, because Tom Hiddleston was like, Hey, I'm not leaving you. I'm coming with you. Which respect. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I guess she didn't need him, but I was going to say, I don't know if she really needed help, but like, Hey, we support. Right. And like, 
think she needed his help a little bit there. Did she coach him into the help? Yes. But she needed it. And they needed help from one other. Pour some out for our boy, the classic (laughs) Loki. He looks like he was having so much fun. (laughs) Yeah, I think he, I saw today he posted a tweet where it was like, my dad, like, however many years ago was like, are you going to wear makeup and, and wear tights for the rest of your life? And then he posted a picture of in the Loki costume. He's like, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> like, yeah, he looked like he was having a blast. It was such a fun scene. So classic Loki shows up and literally just creates Asgard. Yeah, he was like, let's go from memory. Yeah, wild. And the smoke monster gets confused. It saves Sylvie. Sylvia and Loki are now trying to enchant the thing. Also, Loki got this cool new sword, or like kind of, it's like a like a half sword. It's like a short yeah, sword. The blade catches on fire, which is like from Norse mythology. Like there is a a blade that's like that in Norse. Oh, mythology. yeah. You know all these cool fun facts. Right up in the noggin. <laughs> I also am big on mythology, but yeah, I I love this. I think I felt bad for classic Loki, like. No one could have helped him. There was no way we could, like, not sacrifice him. Yeah, but he, like, you know, glorious purpose. You know, he was having his moment. And I was living for it. I agree. Like, it did seem like he he was at the point of his life. He's lived a, he's lived uh, everything. And he's just like, listen, if I can do this, have this moment, I mean, again, he can now have it on the resume. He he freaking il- made an illusion of Asgard and tricked his smoke. Forget about Thanos, the Mad King, the Mad Titan. He's now tricking a smoke monster. Smoke monster. Smoky monster. <laughs> now, now just picture it with like Briz's face on it. The big smoke <laughs> okay, but could you imagine if the smoke was from marijuana like that was how you got defeated you just were too high to do anything that's just what it is is he just gets you so high that you have no motivation to leave the void <laughs> just like I'm gonna be over your mouth have fun yeah that was really the scene there again great scene tons of emotions like I I did get a little for a character that we got introduced in this episode only classic Loki I was like oh I kind of wanted to see more of him I do think it they set up the like his ending like they set up that like he's cool with it it felt like closure for him so I'm not like it didn't feel like too soon but I was like I want to see more of this guy this act is great yeah yeah uh lastly our last highlight of the day the castle in the sky castle in the sky it's like uh what's that um his dark materials yeah Castle or, yeah no and i have theories what, what do you is there what do you think what, off your non-comic book uh experience what do you think we're going to see in this castle i'm here for the ride do i know what it is <laughs> is at the end no do i know it's at the top of the mountain no i'm just somebody said do you want to go on a hike and i said sure <laughs> Jalen said, maybe there'll be a waterfall. Maybe there won't. I'm cool either way. I'm here. Right. I didn't have any plans today. You enchant that smoke monster. You go see what's in that castle. Yeah. I So obviously, Kang is an option. That's, that's what some people think. I'm going to pitch another story. Okay. I'm going to catch it. I think it is tom hiddleston's loki i think that if we're taking this as like loki's show this is about loki what they've been setting up is this narrative with sylvie they've been setting up uh these to get emo- for me there would be no emotional weight on it end up being king we don't know this character it, it, it wouldn't really impact us now if it's loki how does that affect sylvie the the, the loki that she's fallen for is now the person that created the TVA that kidnapped her. Now he has to have a reason. My thought is they, and maybe it's that they come up with the idea that he, they need to create the TVA 
in order to have them meet. Like all of this needed to go down. So they needed to create the TBA in order for it all to loop to this. Interesting. Interesting. It's, a, it's a thought. I do think it's some sort of Loki. If it's not Tom Hiddleston's Loki, I do think it's a Loki barrier is my thought. I mean, it would make sense. Like, because essentially, you know, as I like to call him, Loki Loki. You know, as soon as he was like, huh, there's a TVA, I should take it over. I should be in charge. Yeah. My other thought is like, maybe it's Sylvie and like, she's been lying about like not wanting the power. Like she doesn't want to tear it down. She wants to be in charge because she, like, she still is a Loki, you know? Yeah. It would just, it would feel weird to have five episodes of setup to be like, here is a villain that they defeat in an hour. Yeah. I think it has to be someone we already know. Maybe Mobius, maybe some uh, version of Mobius. I think that would be really cool and interesting. Surprise! Yeah, like I said, it could be a lot of things. I just think it's going to be, from my point of view, it's going to be someone we already know. That makes the most sense. Like I feel like a new introduction. Just like like you said, it doesn't have the same weight to be like there is a new person that we are going to meet and defeat in an hour yeah because even agatha in wandavision we got introduced to her three episodes before the finale we got introduced at the end uh, of the seventh episode or the and then she had the eighth episode so to kind of explain her story and then the last episode was the, the big battle we didn't get that with anyone so what, how do they want us to care about this villain if we don't really know who the villain is? Right, and especially if if it is Kang, to be like, this is a character that you have just never seen before at all in the MCU to even have any sort of like context for unless you read the comics. It just, it doesn't have the same impact if it's just like, here's a new random stranger you've never met that we're also going to defeat. Yeah, I think with that too, I, with Thanos, right? It was at the end of the movie. It was like this big moment. If King is supposed to be like the next big villain, like as people have been rumbling with, are they really going to introduce him in the TV show on Disney Plus? <laughs> no, no shame on Disney Plus TV shows. I just, it doesn't have the weight of Thanos turning around and smiling at us. Right. And it's not, you know, not everybody's going to be watching Loki. Like all of these like Disney Plus series feel just like added context and added richness, not necessarily like we're introducing like other than like um, Captain America kind of, but it's, it's not like we are introducing brand new information. Yeah. I like, I know that was a big thing they talked about going into this is like, cause they've done TV shows, right? Like they did agents of shield. They did all the, the Netflix series, but it always felt separate, right? It always felt like what happens in there is not connected to the Marvel cinematic universe. And when Kevin Feige came in was like, we're doing all these shows on Disney plus, it's going to be connected. It's going to impact it. And I do believe it. Like we see it with Wanda, we see it. I think this is going to introduce the multiverse and that's going to impact things, but it still doesn't feel, and maybe this is just us changing the mindset, but it still doesn't feel the way that I feel watching a Marvel movie and seeing something at the end of a Marvel movie, you know? Well, cause it feels like, like marketing perspective, business perspective, Missing a movie feels like you were like missing a large chunk of the narrative. Like to go into Endgame without having all of the pieces, you're missing stuff. I don't feel like if you don't watch these Disney Plus shows, you're missing a large chunk of the narrative. And I don't think it's meant to like be designed like that. Because one, it's like economically and financially different to be like okay i'm gonna spend 10 15 on this movie ticket versus i'm gonna pay seven dollars a month and wait for shows to come out yeah and i think it's also the way they're pitching was like it's not based on an event right like when you go to the movie it's like civil war right like it's based around an event these shows are kind of like it there are events so we're wrong like 
but it's like it's almost feels like it's like they're like let's take a, a magnifying glass and really hone in on wanda and we get to really explore mm-hmm. her storyline it, it feels more character-based shows as opposed to the movies feel more like this is a world show like this is going to yes. impact and i yes. think that's that's i think the difference for me right now it could change yes but even like we're getting like wakanda right and it's like that feels like oh here's a little slice of life of wakanda let's zoom in on them real quick and, and look what it's like over there like it's like that's how these shows each one they've been pitching that's how it feels like it's separate yeah and i feel like as well with so many characters who were gone from the early phases they're like okay we need to make people care about these characters that weren't the the highlights or the stars of the earlier phases and like really throw some weight behind getting people to care about wanda in in new ways as opposed to being like oh yeah like she's cool very powerful but like not a a a-list celebrity in terms of mcu characters they're like okay yeah she's in there but not like oh yes i i'm invested in her storyline the same way that i would be invested in iron man yeah no i and i agree with that do you have any predictions other than the castle do you have anything that you think you're going to see in the next episode i feel i predict that i'm going to be disappointed (laughs) There's high chance. There's high chance. Like, I have been seeing memes all day of uh, Mobius and Loki and Sylvie on the back of a jet ski jumping a shark. And (laughs) I I don't want to be disappointed, but that is currently my, my only core prediction that and like we're not going to see a happily ever after as we've discussed yeah i do think we're getting that jet ski if we don't get <laughs> owen wilson on a jet ski by the end of the show it's over it's ruined ruined i this isn't a big i do think we may see the loki variants again i don't think we're done with kid loki alligator loki no i i would not be shocked to see them come back and save the day in some way yeah i think we get them um i definitely think we see another miss minute sighting i i do love Miss. like it's just very fun it feels so retro it feels yeah Miss. and i mean we've talked about the voice actresses tara strong who's just like fabulous and has done almost like everything you can imagine and everything and yeah i'm excited to see where it goes but i'm with you is like i think why and why we're being like critical is like we do care about us and like they're they're right there i think that's the thing is like it's it's because i know they're so close to nailing it and i just want to see them do it i want to see them succeed yep we we've been you know getting that back we were on base we've been hitting some doubles yep we just haven't knocked it out the park we're like parents to Marvel and Marvel just keeps getting that B plus and we see it. We know they can get that A. We know they can. Right. Right. We've, we've seen them get A's before. They just, you know, if they studied a little harder, worked a little more, they might be there. Yeah. Yeah. That's the episode. Let's get into some recommendations. Recommendations. Um, so I have been obsessed with the show Manifest. Uh, it's on Netflix. Premise says 191 people get on a plane in 2013, April 7th, 2013. There's turbulence while they're on the plane. And then they get off the plane and they're like, it is November 2018. Where did y'all go? No one on the plane has aged today. They have felt no passage of time. But the world, so it's like, it's a different take on the idea of a blip, but like smaller scale, because there's only 191 people that were like blipped for five years. Um, but I think it does it better. But then also the people that were on the plane, or some of them at least, start feeling these callings or hearing these callings. And so they are led to do certain things, but they can't explain how things are connected or why they are driven to do certain things so it's a little spooky but not like too spooky it's just a little mysterious yeah it's like like, questions okay i'm into this i have i've heard of 
manifest. Like I've just, I have not heard the plot though. So that excites me. Uh, you know, if it's a little spooky, I can do it. Like if it's like, maybe like there's a ghost on my shoulder that's like, boo. No, there's no like scares, but yeah. like essentially some of the callings, the callings are often like voices, but it's like your voice. So it's like your inner thoughts, but not a thought that you thought it's like in your voice, but not a thought that you heard. Um, so last night I had to like turn it off because it got a little creepy because they'd be like, everything's connected. No, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do bedtime scary stuff. So it was just like a, it was a weird voice and it kept whispering and it kept making me jump because I was. Yeah. Well, we'll check it out. Uh, my recommendation is I'm going to go really easy. It's Black Widow. I saw it. <laughs> uh, and, and we'll have stories about this. I actually saw it with Michael in person in LA. He's been, he's visited and we've met. He's real. I'm real. The movie's great. It, it definitely, like I, I said earlier, I think it would work better if you watch it after Civil War. It, it does feel wonky being in this phase four. Like it, 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 it still is a nice movie, uh, like almost like a like a slice of, of Black Widow's life that's interesting to see in retrospect to what happens to her. There are some problems I have with it, and we'll get into it when we cover Black Widow. But overall, without giving too much away, two thumbs up you know two thumbs up all right did movies ever get one thumbs up <laughs> like i i see it as like two thumbs up yeah i feel like <laughs> one thumb see i've heard people do like ranking and like i actually kind of agree with this i feel like it should be a, a a zero one two scale where it's like zero is like would not recommend one is like if you're bored go see it it's like a 50 percent <laughs> And then two is like, yeah, it's great. I loved it. We don't need a whole 10, 10 numbers to, to rank things. Just, just three, three numbers. I'm into so maybe it. That's what it is. It's like no thumbs. One thumb is oh. like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to leave. <laughs> I, thought, I had a good time. Two thumbs is like. Definitely do it. Yeah. And hopefully people are giving us two thumbs because Jalen, this was a treat. To get you on the podcast, we're taking over everywhere. I'm popping up. I'm nationwide. Yeah, what else do you got going on? Where, you, where can people follow you? What do you? This is your plug. You do what you want with it. You can follow me um, on Instagram at Jalen Janelle. I am currently, if you want just like blogs about apartment decorating, uh, moving to a new city, starting a new job. If you want to hear me cry about <laughs> all of the stressful things in my life, um, do that. But also I'll be going to New York City this weekend. So like fun vlogs should come out of that. I'm excited for these vlogs. <laughs> yes, I will be seeing uh, some of Tommy and I's mutual friends. So it should be a good time. Yeah, I think for for future, you should, and to give out your, to get people to follow you, you should make it like a scavenger hunt. Like you should have a different, you create a bunch of websites and you just put a different letter on each website and they have to do like a puzzle. If you want to follow me, you got to do the work. Well, see, here's the thing. I was all excited to leave higher education because I was like, I can have ratchet public profiles now because I don't have to worry about students finding me. And so I could post videos of me working in New York City and taking shots. But I now I still work with students and, and like I, I work for a pretty like big company. So like more people find me on LinkedIn and things because they're like, I should reach out to this human because I would also like to work for this company. So there's now just more eyes on me. So I, I cannot Dang. publicly twerk in the streets of New York City while taking shots. Oh, next time. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah, hey. Well, that's the end of the episode. Again, thank you, Jalen, for joining me. Uh, I'd also like to thank... Me. Yeah, I'd also like to thank Aaron Robertson, a good friend of ours. He does the music that you hear at the beginning of this episode. Ethan Kellum, he did our logo. Great guy. Hey, if you want to support, rate and review us. Uh, five stars. Five us. stars, two thumbs. 
two thumbs and and leave a review if you want we'll we'll maybe read it no we'll definitely read it maybe we'll read it on the podcast i won't read it but tommy will no i'm gonna send it to you and you'll have to read it (laughs) please subscribe tell your friends follow us you know all over we're all over the place we're on the instagram we're on the twitter the tiktok what the kids do these days we got maybe i should start making tiktoks on it usually michael handles the tiktoks but maybe i should i feel like you could have a huge tiktok following (laughs) see i feel like i put work into it and then like i have like my mom being like great job honey (laughs) (laughs) like that's that's my worry uh with it but yeah just follow us if you want the discord link you can get that as well and uh see you guys for the finale next week finale bye bye